Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. When they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphuji, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied in a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophets, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Everyone loves to make a grand entrance. You know what I'm talking about. At the beginning of a football game, the music, well, it crescendos and fireworks explode and that sports commentator, he announces the team and that team, all those players, they run out onto the field yelling and the crowd goes wild. A grand entrance. At wedding receptions, the DJ also plays music. Lights flash and lasers shine while the DJ announces the newlywed couple. Everyone claps, everyone yells, whistles and cheers. A grand entrance. And don't forget music concerts. A musician will sometimes even zip line into the center stage or fall from the sky with a parachute and then begin that new song, A Grand Entrance. At the State of the Union address at our nation's capital, the House Sergeant-at-Arms faces the Speaker and he loudly says this, Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States. And everyone stands and claps and applauds as the president comes in with confidence and boldness, a grand entrance. Lasers and fog machines and countdowns and pyrotechnics and drum rolls, they're all needed to amp the crowd up. And the person who is the focus of attention, well, they better be coming in on red carpet with an impressive suit or dress 
They better be coming off of a private jet or out of a fancy limousine or possibly on a prestigious white horse. And they better be going towards a podium or center field or a center stage. But why do we do all of this? Why such a grand entrance before things such as football games and concerts and so forth? Why such a grand entrance? Why the hype? Well, it's actually quite simple, my friends. You see, we expect a grand entrance to get the main person in the crowd going. We want that adrenaline to rush. The crowd must be energized because they are amid someone great. Furthermore, the grand entrance is intended to create a positive first impression upon those people who are there to grab people's attention that they are amid greatness. So if all of this is true, why didn't we hear about Jesus having a grand entrance in our gospel reading from Matthew? Why wasn't there a great white horse with Jesus? Why wasn't there a flashing sword? Where was the military parade with the red carpet, the pyrotechnics, and the drum rolls? Why did we instead hear about Jesus coming to Jerusalem humble and mounted on a donkey? His arrival certainly was not grand. Dear friends, what we must understand is that Jesus, while he is meek, yes, Christ is meek, yes, by riding on that donkey into Jerusalem that day, some 2,000 years ago, he was being meek. But before we go too far, we must be careful how we understand this word meek. You see, when we say that Jesus is meek, we are not, I repeat, we are not saying that he is a coward. We are not saying that he is insecure. No, when the Bible uses the word meek, it uses it not in a bad sense. Instead, when the Bible uses the word meek, it means that a person is not easily moved to rage or anger by a little insult. The word meek means that a person is not easily ruffled or knocked off center by frantic worry or fear. It means that they are not necessarily and easily irritated or provoked to loud, passionate reactions. Simply stated, the word meek, yes, that word meek, means that a person is spiritually composed. They're spiritually composed and strong. That is to say, Jesus came mounted on a donkey with meekness because he was the real deal. Indeed, he was the real deal. When you are the real deal, you are not easily swayed. You don't have to amp people up to get their adrenaline going. When you are the real deal, you don't need lasers or fog machines or countdowns or pyrotechnics or drum rolls, red carpets, white horses, military parades, and so forth. You don't have to react to the opinions and the pressures and the tactics of everything around you. As the real deal, you do what you do with meekness, unimpressive, non-showy meekness. And so because Jesus is the real deal, he came into Jerusalem that Palm Sunday on a donkey traveling towards Calvary's cross. Riding on a donkey was unimpressive according to the world. But my friends, that does not matter to Jesus. He was non-showy. He was meek. 
The same thing can be said about his birth. When Christ put on human flesh and was born some 2,000 years ago, he was not born in the capital city of Jerusalem or that capital of Rome, but was born in tiny Bethlehem. Christ did not need the religious prestige of Jerusalem. He did not need that power of Rome to enter into human history in the flesh. He was unimpressive. He was unimpressive indeed, according to the world. He was non-showy. He was meek. And get this, when choosing those 12 disciples, well, Jesus, he did not travel to Alexandria to find the best scholars. He did not go to the synagogues of Jerusalem to find the best Pharisees. Get this, he went to the fishing docks. He went to the fishing docks for fishermen. Jesus was unimpressive according to the world's standards. He was non-showy. He was meek. And when paying for the sins of the world, no conquering of the Roman Empire, no establishment of a new kingdom with military and laws, no golden throne, but a bloody cross where he would bring life to the world by taking the world's death upon himself as he hung on that cross, bloodied for us. He was unimpressive. According to the world, he was non-showy. He was meek. Such is the way of Jesus, my friends. Such is the way of Jesus. You see, it's all beginning to make sense now, is it not? What we do with the season of Advent. Indeed, it all makes sense how we function during this time of Advent. You see, dear friends, this last week, marketers and businesses have been amping things up. We just think of last Friday with what? Black Friday that was abounding everywhere. And tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, is Cyber Monday. The season of Christmas is off and it is running. Adrenaline is flowing in consumers in America. People are energized. They are frantically going around shopping and putting up decorations and anticipating the arrival of Santa Claus. And yet, here in Christ's church, we do the exact opposite. We do the exact opposite. We are meek. We entered into the season of Advent, a season of pulling the throttle. Yes, pulling that throttle back. A season of repentance. A season of quietness and reflection. Why? Because Christ does not need a grand entrance before Christmas Eve. Christ's church does not need to be energized or pumped up for Jesus' birth. All that the church needs is to slow down to behold and to see the Christ child as the real deal, coming for his church and the world. And how does he come? Like his meek coming into Jerusalem on the donkey and his meek coming to Bethlehem in that manger, Jesus, he comes to you each and every single day and every single week in the same manner with meekness. That is to say, Jesus comes to you this very day through his word, his word spoken through the mouth of a sinful, insignificant, unimpressive pastor. He comes to you this day in non-showy bread and wine to give himself to you. And let us not forget, Jesus comes to you in unpretentious water that is poured upon your head, marking you as one of the redeemed. No laser shows, no fog machines, no countdowns, no pyrotechnics, no drum rolls, but rather just simple and meek words and simple and meek elements applied to you by an unimportant and unimpressive pastor. 
This is the meekness of Christ and how he humbly engages you, each and every one of you. Tragically, though, we Christians can get a little bored with this meekness of the church, of Christ and his church. And let's just be honest, we are attracted to the theatrics, are we not? Yes, we are quickly swayed and distracted by the dramatic grand entrances. Like a fly being attracted to bright lights, well, we Christians can easily dismiss or get bored with the meek ways of the church and seek after the dramatic, the impressive, and the so-called important. But dear friends, you must keep in mind that the nature of Jesus is that he comes for you in meekness for a very distinct purpose. Don't let this go by. Open your ears and hear this. He comes to you with meekness not only because he does not need a grand entrance, but he also has no intention of making it seem that he is too important for you. In other words, Jesus does not come with flashiness or showiness as if he is trying to convince you that he is among Time Magazine's most influential people of 2019. He has no desire to make you chase after him. He is not interested in popularity contests or what people think. Christ does not care about the A-squad. But instead, his only desire, mark this, his only desire is to come in meekness so that no burdened sinner would be driven away from him as if Jesus is too high and too lofty for sinners. What this means is this. No matter how low you are in your sin, no matter how much you have failed in life, no matter how ugly your sin is, Jesus comes to you not with a high and lofty grand entrance, but in meekness in gentleness and simplicity so that he might not drive you away in fear but simply come to you to proclaim these powerful but meek and simple words. I forgive you. My blood is sufficient for all of your sins. I baptize you. I feed you my body and blood. You are mine. This is your Jesus who came to you in his birth in Bethlehem. This is your Jesus who came to your cross in Jerusalem. This is your Jesus who comes to you in his word and sacraments. This is your Jesus who comes to you not with a grand entrance, but with meekness, with simplicity, to declare you forgiven. In the name of Jesus, amen. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.saintpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.